0: Welcome back to Dear and Nina. We are on episode 18, and I am so excited because we have my best friend, Taryn, which has become like kind of her official full name, my best friend, Taryn. I don't even ever say Taryn. It's my best friend, Taryn, is back. We're doing something different today. We're aiming for four questions, but if we end up in a longer discussion about a few, we may have to end it at that. But then we'll just have Taryn back to do the rest. We're going to call this a rapid fire session with Taryn. She always has great advice, which is why I have her on. And it's great to be able to just talk these things through authentically. We, She has seen the questions. I have seen the questions, but we have not discussed them at all. Welcome back, Taryn. Hi, Niamh. I don't know if everybody knows how to send me a question. It's... On my website, if you go to ninabadzen.com, the first thing you'll see in the header is ask me an anonymous question. And it is truly anonymous. And what makes it anonymous is you don't have to put in your email address. So you don't have to go and like make up an email address on Gmail or something. I mean, it doesn't require you to put one in. So there's really no way for me to trace it back. So You can really ask anything you want whatsoever. Taryn, before we get to the questions. I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about episode 16, which was a solo episode I did about the popular group. And I know you've been getting some feedback about it because I quoted you and as I always do, and I've been getting some feedback about it and we haven't had a chance to catch up. So we're actually going to like talk live on the podcast about what people are saying to you about this idea that the popular group, the in crowd is sort of made up, meaning it exists, but it that was my point in the episode. It exists, but it only exists because we let it exist. We allow ourselves to say, "Oh, yes, those kids are the cool kids." but like says who is sort of what the point of my episode. I had other points too, but what what did people say to you?
1: well i you know this group thing really just gets in people's way my My friends that reached out to me a lot of their feedback was through their kids and things that they are kids have gone through and things that their kids friends groups have gone through gave specifically one of my friends she just felt more empowered um to just let her kid be okay with identifying when a friendship has chemistry versus when it doesn't have chemistry and not to feel this constant pressure to make everybody happy and then another one of my friends she actually just texted me and she said, I'm always the cruise director and it's so exhausting.
0: And that's a Taryn I, I, term. I, I quote a yeah. Taryn saying, cause we, you and I often, you know, we'll hear from people who just are always feeling left out. Um, they, or they don't get called. I mean, there's different versions of it and you always say, and I quote you like, yeah, be the cruise director. Don't wait for the invitation. And so the, your friend, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Well, my whole thing is I just, I hate the feeling that we're like the victim of a situation that like our, our phone isn't ringing anymore and nobody's asking us for plans and every where you just feel so wronged when you always have the power to make traction. And I am actually, believe it or not, an average cruise director, but that's because You know, I don't like need a ton of socialization. It's just like not my personality. I'm really, I I always say I'm like a very social loner. I can totally be out in the world alone. I don't constantly need companionship. And so when things do all of a sudden feel quiet, I don't say like, wow, my friends are just like not reaching out to me and no one's making an effort. I automatically just like pick up the phone and start making plans. And then you, then you have plans, right? And then you have plans. I say that all the time. If you
0: make plans, you have plans.
1: Yeah. I just wish that we got out of this mindset that, you know, the world's against us, our friends are against us, you know, that we're just sitting in the backseat of a car and bad things are just happening. And, we have no control over the situation and we don't have any control over our actions or our choices or how we participate in our own lives. And so when I say cruise director, I just like the mindset like you you actually can make your own life happen. Like yes. go for You're,
0: it. You guys, uh people everyone needs a tear in their life. I I'm not gonna get like mired into the topic, but I was getting like bummed out about, you know, certain stuff and you know, reading stuff and looking at links, sending Taryn links. And finally, Taryn was like, you need to stop. This is just like a week ago. <laughs> and T- It's the same idea, though. It's it's a different topic. It's not about making friends or plans, but it's the same idea that like you are basically Taryn's, and her, these are my words, but Taryn's messages. you know, you're bringing this information into your life and then getting bummed out about it. Don't seek out the information. Like, go do, she said, fill your cup, right? I know that's on the tip of your tongue. Had, it is. It's the same concept of, of not sitting in the backseat of the car, like, as if someone else is making all the decisions. Of course, certain things are out of our control, health and, and other elements, but plenty of things are in our control. Completely. And and when I,
1: I say fill your cup or charge your battery, and that pertains to relationships with people, too, because... I've often said, whether or not you want to maintain a friendship, you have to say to yourself, does this person charge my battery or like burn out my battery? I don't mean, obviously people go through things and relationships ebb and flow. So there could be an acute situation. I don't mean like an acute situation. I just mean in the big picture sense. Yes. does this person like clutter? Yeah. this person sparking joy.
0: Totally. And you and I've talked about bank accounts before. Again, you can send an anonymous question from my websites and, or you could just send me an email if you don't um, mind me knowing who you are. But I do think there's a lot of freedom and anonymity. So we just have not gotten to so many of these. Taryn and I thought, let's let's just do a bunch. Okay. And some of them didn't require these long-winded answers. Exactly. Exactly. So let's we'll pile them in different topics. Hi, Nina. Just discovered your podcast. Love, love, love it. Of course, I could have edited that out, everybody, but why would I? I have a question for the pod. I met a fitness instructor at my club and loved going to her classes. She's a wonderful teacher. We had all these things in common and started hanging out. I quickly realized she wasn't one of my people. She's very nice, but brings so much chaos into her life and is really a loose cannon with little impulse control. I want to to continue to take her classes, but no longer want to hang out. She's asked probably three to four times, and I've always had a good reason, even if it's a white lie. I feel like this will continue, her asking to do things. She's not someone who picks up on these types of social graces. Any advice for how to fade away while still taking her weekly class? Big Thanks. Maybe we should name her because sometimes it's hard to like not have a name. Let's call her Sally. I know that's a silly name. That's what came to mind. So Sally wrote the letter. She's the one who wants to stop. She doesn't want the workout instructor, we can just call her that, to keep asking her for plans, but she wants to keep taking the class. I'm so curious what you think because I have my idea.
1: Fine. (laughs) Nina, when I first read this question, I literally wanted to pick up the phone and say, "Nina, this is not really a question. I'm sorry, she has to break up with the class." That's what this I was means, like, say, like next.
0: There's other workout. Cl- no, you have you.
1: There's just no other way. You have to take a different class. This question has been marinating for
0: at least a week, so I do have an expanded thought on okay, it. Okay, fine. I guess that's the easy way out. Okay, let's let's say. Caveat: The
1: easy way out is that you can't take the class, and if I'm being honest, I would probably not take the class. Now, you, so you have to
0: join a whole different
1: club. Like, you know. I mean, I am so not confrontational. I'd be <laughs> like, okay. One thing that I want to point out, and this is just a sort of on this question, but it's it's a side pivot, is that these kinds of things are at, like workouts, classes, things like that are really great opportunities to make friends. Yeah. So I do want to sort of point that out, even though this question sort of adds pressure to sort of that. And the whole point is the dynamic of this is this instructor, she's like working and you're not working. So it's really a professional dynamic and not a friendship dynamic. And so when you are in these other situations where you're taking a class, let it be a workout or a card game or a movie, whatever it is, and you're, for whatever, feeling friendship chemistry towards the person who is hosting, running, or their job to run this class, you have to keep that in mind. And I I do think that there needs to be some sort of professional understanding that that's what the exchange is until you're not taking the class. I kind of just wanted to point yeah, that out I, because of the professional dynamic, things can happen. And so, if you're sort of making the waters like murky on whether or not you're friends or whether or not there's something exchanged professionally, I don't know. It just sort of, to me, well, that like, would keep help
0: the workout instructor. T- but yeah, the workout instructor. Sally needs to, okay, let's say but Sally I mean, wants to keep taking the class.
1: So then I was like, okay, how do I make this work? And I think that the way that you make this work is that you take a break from the class and you kind of just own your choices. I am going to dial out for a month, let's say, a substantial amount of time. And then when you go back in a month, you stay nice and warm. But I think at that point, that person will have
0: gotten the hint, and you just keep it really easy breezy. That's what I would do. It's so but hard. I also
1: really just would find a new class.
0: <laughs> it's a really good question. The reason <laughs> I like don't probably have an exact answer other than what you actually are already doing is the right thing, which is not committing to a plan. And I mean, I wouldn't cancel. Don't make a plan and cancel because that's really not fair. But I think she says in here that you know she's kind of done the thing we probably would say to do, which is a, a white lie that you're busy or that you can't. It sounds like she authentically couldn't get together some of these times. And maybe she could have stretched herself and gotten together. That happens, right? You really could make a plan if you wanted to. You could shuffle some things around. You could look at your calendar and you're, you're really busy. It's You can say, honestly, I'm busy. And she's already doing that. It's too bad the instructor isn't picking up on it. And I think she will eventually. I, I do think I do too. Eventually. And I
1: think if you just take a break for a substantial amount of time, not one week, but a few weeks, then I think that instructor will be like, okay, there's
0: been some distance and who knows, maybe that instructor has moved on to something yeah, else. right. I'll never forget to share this memory. Being on the other side of this, like being the person trying to make plans and the other person So clearly not interested, but it took me took me a beat. Didn't take me this long to figure it out. That moment when you realize, oh, we're never getting together. It is really (laughs) painful. But then you move on. You really do. So like I wanna I wanna assure Sally that this instructor will figure it out they will, she or he, did she say, she said she, she will have this moment. I had made a couple of phone calls to try to plan a family brunch with another family. I remember, I mean, my kids are little, I mean, this was 10 years ago or more. I asked for the first date. The person was like, oh, that doesn't work. I think I asked for one more date in the same conversation. The person's like, oh, we can't. I think I like tried one more date and she I don't know how she said it. She clearly expressed, without using the exact words, there are no dates. And it, wow, it was that like is so it was hard. Harsh. It was hard. It was She didn't say it that way, but that was what she was saying because I can move on and not everything is personal. Sometimes it's just bad timing. Sometimes it is personal. Sometimes it's not. It, it doesn't matter. You'll never really and know. And it
1: definitely does you no good overthinking it. Yes. It, it, you just have to turn the page and move on. I will tell you personally, when I try and reach out to someone and I offer one or two dates, if the person doesn't come back and say, Monday doesn't work, but how about Thursday? Or if they're not throwing the ball back, then I'm I sort of like leave the ball in their court. Yeah,
0: that's that makes sense. I think it really does. You know, there's no reason to chase. I mean, I yeah. I wouldn't give up on new people immediately or anything because some people just really are not as organized with their time. But it's it's a hard balance between like trying and chasing what sally's question gets at that is really hard in an art is how what she's really asking how do you stay warm to use your word taryn and friendly without being friends there are people in your life that you like to run into and see and it, it's great to have those people and and those are acquaintances really and maybe even a step above. i call them ac- i call them acquaintances plus yeah.
1: there's a shorthand you could text you're not having lunch with the person but you can text them and it doesn't have a professional context like Hi Sally, I hope this note finds you well. You know, <laughs> right, you could so feel like whatever it is that you have to ask them. It's acquaintances plus, but they're not invited
0: to your birthday party. Right. But and the we, but those are the we like love these people. These are great people. They round out our lives and you can totally. take their class at the club you don't have to like go to their 50th birthday. Okay, moving on. Dear Nina, I have a friend I've known for 14 years. When we met, I was so excited to have a new and close friend. It was nice to have someone to talk to and spend time with. The problem is that whenever we talk, I am the one who calls her. Oh, it's funny. We're kind of on a similar situation, but I've even not contacted her for a few weeks to see if she'd finally call or text, but she didn't. We also only talk about what is happening in her life. She says we are BFFs, but there is a lot going on in my life that she doesn't even know about. She's been going through stuff as long as I've known her, and I'm always there for her through it all. I just wish she would do the same for me is it time to move on? I always smile at the end of these, not because I'm making fun of the question. They're great questions. It's just, I know you so well, I think, I think I know what you're going to say, but you say it, obviously I won't say it for you.
1: That she feels this huge deficit from her effort. You know, I think that at the very least, remember what I told you, my aunt always says like we teach people how to treat us. Yeah, I, I like always use that quote. Well, this person—I don't know what we're calling her, Sally too. She's like never said to her friend, "This I have a lot going on, and you are completely always distracted, and I need you to be there for me right now." Or it would be nice if you sometimes reached out. I mean, this is like very off the cuff, so it's probably not literally how I would say it. But like at this point in the problem, I probably—if this friendship was important to me—if if I you say to yourself, it, the bottom line is, do I want this friendship to continue or do I not want this friendship to continue? It sounds like if you do not want this friendship to continue, you basically could just stop reaching out and it's going to die. That is what I'm assuming based on. Yeah. How-
0: Another Taryn expression. I, I love the ball is in her court. Sally, too, could let it go. But it sounds like she doesn't want to. step Yeah, you know. because
1: she's already invested 14 years. And so this isn't entirely. The other person's fault. Because to me, you've also enabled this person yes. to live in this dynamic with you for this long. And you're sort of now... It's, same, but, but it it's the backseat thing. A, it's like you it's said. A it's, back, it is. It's a backseat. But it does not mean that this friendship cannot move forward. It just means that you have to just sit down with your friend and say, we've been friends for 14 years. And we I've really been in it with you. And I feel like you're not in it with me. Like what's
0: going on? And yeah, that's great advice. Ah, Taryn, you're the best. And I would do it in person. Uh, I would do This it in is person, not a text not people. It in, uh, no, it is not
1: a text. It's not even a phone call. Yeah. I mean, it's like 14 years is a is a long time, especially if obviously you've had a lot of stuff with, you know, this person has shared a lot. Yeah. You know, that's like sort of what it seems like this person, this other person has gone through a lot. So there is intimacy in terms of like what they talk about, secrets are being shared, problems are being solved. Just it's very one-sided. It's
0: possible. Let's pretend for a second. I could see a situation where Sally chooses. T- now I feel like I have this friend. We have been friends for 14 years. I'm just flipping it. I bare my soul. I tell her everything. I'm very vulnerable. I'm not scared to like be real. And I feel like she's very guarded and never really mm-hmm. shares. So if you flip that, it is possible that the friend has that point of view, and maybe isn't as good about asking. I'm thinking about the two of us Tara. at this point in our friendship. I would hope—I mean, we've been friends more than 14 years. I mean, far more, but 14 still a good chunk of time.
1: 14 years is is not a new friend no. anymore. 14 so years
0: is—I would be annoyed at you if you like waited for me to inquire how you were doing. Like, no, you got stuff going on. You're just gonna like. Call and tell me, or I'll text you. Let's say something going on. I may text you. Do you have a minute? Which we both know is code. Do you have a thirty? Do you have thirty minutes? Um, totally. <laughs> and like no one ever needed a minute, but there has got to be this give and take in a friendship that doesn't require so much formality. It's funny we've used the word formal a couple of times, and for the other mm-hmm. question, it, it goes here too. Like what is with this formality that you're waiting for your friend to say? How are you doing? What's going on? With you? No, just spit it out. How are you doing? Tell her. Like just tell her. A hundred percent. I also,
1: you know, there is this like third leg to consider. And that is that this person is really just self, self-absorbed self and a narcissist. But right. again, I'm putting Sally too in the backseat of the car because this is obviously something that she has known for 14 years and she is still invested 14 years into this relationship. And Sally too still has to own that choice. You've loved this person this long with them being this way. They're obviously I don't mean like in ranking, I just mean in terms of um, what they contribute. They're obviously not a good friend and that they're not calling, they're not asking, whatever. But they've obviously brought other things to the friendship that have kept you there for 14
0: yeah, years. Yeah, it must be something. And so
1: I do at that point say, you've accepted this person for this long the way they are. Why now? Yeah. Why now are, are, are you like willing to drop the ball?
0: I but, like your initial answer too, like kind of piggybacking on what you just said. So why now? There must be a reason why now she's tired of it. So fine. Now it merits a conversation. And if you don't live in the same totally. city, I would do it then then do it on the phone talking. And exactly what you said earlier of I've been it feeling this sense. way. I'm sorry I didn't say it earlier, but it's been bothering me and it is. Um the now is I'm gonna skip to a The last question I sent you, then we'll come back to a different one. And it said, how does one accept or overlook flaws of friends who are repetitive with their behavior? They're basically good people, but narcissistic. They don't listen when it's your turn to speak. They rattle off their laundry list of their daily plans from what was in the target aisle to what they need at the grocery store, what their dinner plans are every night, You could bring up anything. Let's say it's a random word, popcorn, or it could be cancer. They go into their popcorn story or their cancer story. They're really just poor listeners, self-centered and unaware. It's kind of funny sometimes, but also generally disrespectful. It's really the same question in different words.
1: It is the same question. I mean, it's the same question except for in this last one, the thing that I don't understand in this question is, What's been redeeming about this person's personality from the get go? Yeah. It and that's what I I don't get. I it makes me wonder at the beginning, was this a friendship of convenience? Were you guys like at the pickup line together? Did you have to like sit through a class together with your kids? Were you next door neighbors? Were, you know, was there not chemistry from the get go? Like she just didn't present. That's not presenting a person with an attractive personality. Yes. Let's
0: call this writer Beth, this letter writer. So Beth, the only redeeming thing we hear is that this friend is like basically a good person, which is not a really enough to sustain a friendship. You're not going to be friends with someone who's not a good person. It sort of like reminds me of dating back in the day. There has to be more. And just like just being a good person. I mean, I would say that that should be the most basic, obvious thing for any friendship. And then what? We're... But there I get the sense that, Beth, that this is a longstanding friendship. And I, that's how it's like the same thing. Either you say to the friend, this is hard for me to say, but every time we talk, you only talk about yourself or you bring the story back. I don't know how you say that. That's really hard.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think that you do that. No. I will say that I probably was in a friendship like this one time. The person is a good person, mm-hmm. had similar qualities to this. We are all entitled to be able to like sort of take on so much, right? Like we're all, our our patients hit ahead, so to speak. I did not burn a bridge with this person, but I did kind of just slowly let the friendship go.
0: I hear you're saying where certain times in life you can stand it. So maybe Beth was able to take it for a while. My mom would completely agree with that. I know when my dad got sick with Parkinson's, like really, you know, more sick with it, not just when he was diagnosed, but years later, certain things that used to bother her she was just done, done with it. I mean, not only was she maybe done with the person, although it was more like she was done with the topic altogether. Like, so it wasn't even about a person sometimes. It was, maybe it was even something going on in the world that she used to, you know, worry about maybe it's a political thing or something. She was just like, I just don't, it just all went away because she had real problems to do with. Yeah. And
1: just like anything else you have to remember, like you can't change someone else. Their personality is their personality. Their temperament is their temperament. And all you control, can control is yourself and how you show up in the friendship or decide not to show up in the friendship. All you can control is like what you're bringing to the table. And I completely approve of someone being in a dynamic where they feel like they can't breathe in the friendship. And I also think that you should not burn it. It should not be a formal announcement. It should not be like, I have no interest in being in this relationship with you anymore. I don't recommend that. I recommend keeping it classy, always being nice, just not committing to plans, not being so quick to return phone calls. Yeah. You don't have to pick
0: up the phone every time. You just don't.
1: You know, just slow the, you know, pivot, pivot the relationship. I love the word pivot. Yes.
0: That's such a good word. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. And this is the... Last one on our list. Dear Nina, I have a friend, let's call her Stephanie, and we've had an on and off again friendship for a couple years. She did reach out to me several months ago and apologized for creating some distance. I am always willing to give people second chances because things happen, bad bad moment and whatnot. So we started having coffee dates again. Recently, though, she pulled back again and was pushed And she had pushed me off enough times for me to realize I, I was being given the boot. Then she reached out again today. We share similar politics and similar thoughts on current events. She wants to meet for coffee, but said, can we set some ground rules about not talking about politics or controversial current events? That really turned me off. And I'm not sure I can explain why. We can't talk about her mother's dementia. We can't talk about something her husband is doing. And now we can't talk about politics or controversial current events. It feels like she's setting the friendship on her terms. I'm thinking of letting this friendship go now. What are your thoughts? Am I overreacting? Okay, so I actually think think this is a good one. This is a really good question about boundaries. What do you think?
1: Stephanie is never going to be happy and there's always going to be more rules. And she seems like a person who has some control issues. And my advice to the person sending in the letter is this most likely will not be a healthy friendship.
0: Yeah. It doesn't seem, I don't like this on again, off again business. I really don't. It's very controlling and kind of abusive,
1: but like lowercase abusive, obviously I don't (laughs) think literally abusive.
0: Yeah. It's very, um, now people do uh, caveat. People obviously have moments in their life where they just cannot be as attentive, but that's different. I think when you have to like fade back for a little bit, uh, because you just have too much on your plate. That is very different than doing it in a punitive way. And this totally. is a, this is a punitive. I cannot stand somebody who punishes in this way. Because that that's what the that's what Stephanie mm-hmm. seems to be doing. Like she's annoyed at the letter writer, like for whatever reason, various times, yeah, maybe even so reasons she... that are merited. But then say it, then spit it out. Say I'm upset that you did X Y Z.
1: A hundred. She so she holds grudges and she makes a lot of rules, and so she does think that she's the one who can set the terms for the friendship. Yeah, this is very unhealthy and very toxic.
0: Okay, so this might be a time when we say it. it, Yeah, let it go. Now Stephanie kind of likes to disappear. Let let Stephanie let her disappear. Let her disappear. And uh, I do want to say related to this question, but not for these two people necessarily. It is okay to have some personal things you don't want to discuss. You could even say so if. If, if there's like one certain topic that's just like you just don't want to get into, or you're just not even in the mood. Sometimes people, when, when my dad was sick would ask how he was and it's, which is so thoughtful. And if I didn't feel like talking about it, I would just say, you know, unfortunately he's the same, but I don't even want to talk about it. Not, not in a room. It's a, there's, there's ways that you can oh. move conversations along without being like, we can never speak about X, Y, Z.
1: And by the way, if you are a person in a friendship and you feel like you need to make a lot of roles, okay, that means that there's also something turning you off about the other person. In my opinion, everyone should, you can leave things off topic, but you should always feel like you could be yourself. That's my issue with this particular letter is it seems like this person isn't allowed to just be herself. That's, a dead friendship to me. It's
0: going nowhere. Good boundary with me recently. And it was she did it in such a nice way. I, I would advise it to other people. It's similar to actually you saying to me, okay, time to fill your cup with positive stuff. I mean, you weren't saying to me, you can never speak of this, but you were just like, for my good, you were like, okay, this is, this is not good for you. And it probably isn't good for you either, Tara. Probably, also, I'm guessing like you also were like kind of done with that topic, and it was like just another way to be like, okay, moving on. I had a friend I was speaking to on the phone because we were in agreement. I probably had brought it up a lot, but she was having like a stressful day about something else, and she said to me, "We're very good friends." She said to me, "Listen, I love you. I can't talk about this right now because I'm like so stressed about this, this, and this, and it just honestly stresses me out too much. Not that I personally." You know, Nina Badzen was stressing her out. The topic was stressing her out, and she didn't want to talk about it. And I really appreciated that because she, we pivoted to the thing that was the actual thing that was that she could do something about that was stressing her out. And I'm not like trying to be vague. I just don't want to like get us down a a, a random road. The point isn't the actual topic. The point is this friend did such a good job of moving it along, and that I, I respected that boundary. I, we, I moved us along. I think I said that
1: to my mom once. But like my language was, mom, I'm like already standing
0: at the edge of the cliff. I do not need you to encourage me to jump. I think that we've done these questions justice. I really do. I feel good about our answers. You know, listeners, if you ever want to chime in and agree or disagree, we, we are open to feedback. And everyone should feel free to join the Facebook group, Dear Nina, the group. I always post whatever the episode is and hope that if anybody has something to say that's a good place to do it and I also put each episode up on my website with show notes about you know like bullet points of what we talked about and there's a comment section there too if you have something to say Taryn anything else you want to say just love you Nina oh I love Love you more I get to call you my best friend we're so lucky with that I will thank you again for being here I, I like this rapid fire I think let's do it again send us your questions everybody don't forget to visit NinaBadsom.com for show notes to ask questions. Thank you to my producer Dave DeLuger who helps me edit and do all other kinds of behind the scenes. I will see you back here in a couple of weeks because when our friendships are going well, we are happier all around.